right, so we're back with the Juby Take once again. I'm Steve. I'm Adam. And I'm TJC. Yes, he's back again. He's a regular now, I think. And we're looking I can get fo- used to this. We're, we're looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah, I actually have some paperwork for you to sign about the name of the podcast. Oh, Okay, man. all right. Well, <laughs> the Juby Take and Friends. No, that's never going to happen. But what Sorry. the heck? You know, we'll take a look at his paperwork. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so tonight is going to be our first foray into movies. One of the reasons we started this podcast was to talk about entertainment. We touched on television a little bit on a couple episodes. Right. And, of course, you all remember the great day of Justified. (laughs) But tonight we're going to talk about movies. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about 10 movies that we love. Now, top 10, okay. We're not trying to say that these are the best movies. We're going to say that these are our our 10 favorites. I like the 10 that we love. Exactly. Yeah, there's so the way I have always thought about it, and I don't know if I've brought it up on the podcast before, but it's if you could only watch 10 movies going forward from now, you know, we used to back in the day, we used to preface it with uh, if you were alone on a desert island and you had only 10 movies, I don't know how that works out with, you know, power and whatnot. <laughs> right. You but, had to have a generator and a VCR or a DVD but, player you know, or, or the now spirit. it's streaming, you know, you, so you have to have Wi-Fi exactly. on this island. So it's, it, 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 yeah. it just doesn't yeah. work. It falls apart logistically, but the spirit of the, the question. The spirit of it is very solid. Okay. I really like which, that. Which was, yeah, if you could only watch 10 movies from this point forward, what would they be? So that's the sort of the way I approach it. It doesn't really change the fact that of course a million of them are going to be left off and but that's the fun of it right right exactly and, and that's the whole thing and you know we're going to do multiple episodes on this so a lot know. of different categories you know whether it's uh trilogies or different sequence of movies to uh movies that should have sequ- uh sequels to movies that shouldn't have sequels right yeah we've got a couple different things now one thing everybody needs to know is we have pulled out every franchise so we've pulled out any movie that that had a sequel, except for one of my cases, and it's a, an obscure you're thing, a, and I'm I'm already, already breaking the he's rules. Gonna, he's I'm gonna ar- fight it apparently. I am because it, it had to make my list. It was your rule. I know it was. So we're gonna blame me, but that's okay. A lot of shit gets blamed on me. Okay. So, so now, rightfully so, enough, in this right. case, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so now, okay. So what we're doing is we've pulled out like Star Wars and Star Trek. And right. The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and The Matrix, Indiana Jones. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so we've pulled out any of those Jurassic Park, you know, all of those fun franchises that we all love. And we'll have another episode on those. Definitely. Later. But tonight it's standalone movies. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through and we're each going to list a couple and we're going to talk about them a little bit and then move on. We each have our own lists. So these. And we don't know what each other's list is, so there's going to be some maybe some crossover. I would imagine there has to be at least a couple. With I would 10 hope so. Each. Yeah. So if there's crossover, then the you know, well, at a certain whoever point, whoever is the first person that gets to say it, it wins, and the other person has <laughs> right. to just chime in. So like that's it. just sad so for them. We're but going with youngest first, right? Is that absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Sure. Perfect. All right. All right. Who was the youngest when they started watching movies? That's the way we're going to go, youngest, right? Oh, right. <laughs> oh, I was three when I watched my first movie. So oh, God. Uh, right. I came out of the womb watching movies. So, okay. as a zygote, uh, I was looking at uh, at least the dailies from you know Mash. So, <laughs> okay, That's all right. Scary. So then, obviously, it starts with you guys. All so, right. Adam, go ahead. Give us your first two. All right. Well, uh, to go off uh, the first two, starting at the top. Um, my first movie, 
uh, has Matt Damon in it. Uh oh. Ooh, can I guess? Yeah. Nope. School ties. <laughs> All right. Close. Sorry. Go ahead. No. No guessing. Uh, no, the first one is, is Rounders. Solid. Oh, geez. Okay. Solid movie. That, that just, that's not on my list, but it, 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 it challenged my list. I yes. like it. Had to be up there in the top 10. Um, so many, just the, the feeling of a no, having someone be a professional poker player, that rounder, the grind it out in Vegas or wherever you are, um, living that lifestyle. Matt Damon does a good job and I, I just loved it. I, he he does a great job. He yeah. does. And, and Matt Damon is one of my favorite actors, certainly right now. Yeah. And I don't have a Matt Damon movie on my list. I'll, I'll have to check. I don't think I do either. Uh Oh, yeah. all right. So no, but that's solid. Solid. You know what? Rounders? Let's play some cards. <laughs> Rounders came up in my in my research and it's it's always hovering around my favorites too. So it didn't make the list, but it's solid. That's a very solid good choice. Pick. Exactly. Right. Had to pay that man his money. Um, yes, he did. Uh, all right. Teddy KGB. <laughs> Teddy, all right. I know we're trying to move Quoting on, but man. damn, Rounders. Okay, so right. okay. Teddy, Teddy KGB you're... is supposed to be the villain of that movie, but who's the real villain of that movie? Oh, it's it, yeah, it's Edward Norton. Yeah, yeah. He's so, he's that friend that you. You wish you never had. He's so exactly. unlikable. He is, and and so many things that he does. Just trying oh. to snake you. And I think he's a good he's a good actor, but I don't like him because of the roles he plays. He plays that schmarmy role better than maybe anybody. It's, okay, he's amazing. We're looking at a two hour episode. Yeah. Folks. <laughs> this is uh, all right. So go let's ahead. go on to to movie number two for me. Um, and this one, I'm not sure you guys are very familiar with. Uh, this one is Memento. Oh yeah, Christopher Nolan, one of his first. Right? Yeah. I believe so. Christopher Nolan of Dark Knight fame. Yep. Okay. Never saw it. Okay. So that's not surprising. It's it's amazing. It's a guy who has short-term memory, and he um, has to find out- uh, Short-term his, memory loss. Short-term memory loss. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So he ha- can have no new memories, and the last memory he actually has is of his wife dying. So he has to try to find out why his wife died and is leaving himself clues by tattooing his, himself, and it basically goes backwards- in showing the story of how everything's gone. And so this is one of those movies that you start figuring out more and more of the story and what's happening as you watch it multiple times. So it's a serious 50 first dates. (laughs) It might be, I guess that's a good way to put it. I haven't, I haven't seen, I saw 50 first dates and we don't need to get into that. Like, kind of sparsely and never all the way through at once. But that was a good one. It's a fun movie. I know you yeah. love it, but yeah, yeah, it's, so it is. I it's, like me some Drew Barrymore. Yeah. And <laughs> I do too, actually. I like me some Adam Sandler. Yeah, of course. But okay, uh, we're going to talk about that later. But Memento so, is to just nail down Memento. It's, it's reverse. It, I know you just said that, but yeah. it's, it's actually the, the story is told in reverse and it's, it's a gimmick and it's done as a gimmick, but Christopher Nolan's amazing and he pulls it off and it's it's yeah. worth a watch. You I'll actually be honest, I'm not sure. I won't just no, I recommend think, it to you. But I think you would. I you think, think you so? would like it. Okay. Okay. Well Give at some try. point I think any of the movies that are on our list that the other hasn't seen, we, we will make a commitment to our audience that we will watch. Totally. If I haven't seen it, so memento, I will watch it. I'll find it some way. Okay. And I'll watch it. Yeah, it's that's it's, my I think that's it's my easy commitment. To find. I, I'll commit to that. Okay. All right, cool. I'm down with that. So is that me now? Joe. On to you, Joe. All right. My first movie uh, coming in at the number 10 slot is what was probably my favorite movie for about 10 years, and it's Braveheart. 
And it's Ooh. written by Randall Wallace, who nobody knows, directed by Mel Gibson, who, like the uh, off-air mentioned Clint Eastwood, is quite the director, despite, unlike Clint Eastwood, his many uh, <laughs> personal Personal challenges. issues. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's... That yeah. almost made my list. I mean, it was right Brave, there. Braveheart was, like I said, one of my favorite movies for at least 10 years. That would have been one of my honorable mentions, for it, sure. It, In my opinion, it perfectly mixes the romance and the war yeah it's it's yeah it's the extreme of both and it's and it's fantastic that way it won five oscars including best picture and best director Ooh. oh so we're going deep with the I research like i made it. a little i just looked up a couple of things what nice. i didn't do as we're as we're talking about you know we're going to watch the movies maybe we haven't seen is i didn't we talked about it before too and i didn't look up where you can see these right no well some of them you can i mean I'm, that i don't actually, know where you would watch memento i have no idea i'm sure it's available i think it's but, on netflix I yeah think, maybe. and movies are easier i think what we talked about with where you can find these is when we started talking about tv shows yeah and shows you have to watch which is an upcoming episode by the way and we we don't want to say well you have to you have to see this tv show but without telling you where it's available right well, so anyway, I'm Braveheart. I'm pretty sure is at least on Netflix or Amazon, and oh, if it's I'm probably totally, both, yeah, probably both. So, all right, next one, number nine for me is 1992's A League of Their Own, Ooh. which I will controversially state as my favorite sports movie ever. Oh, and we don't need to okay. get into a big debate about it. Just yeah, know yeah, because you're gonna can, lose. you're gonna yeah, lose. That can be. <laughs> totally. it, it is my absolute favorite sports movie ever. It's written by Kim Wilson. It is a bunch it's of a, people you don't know. Directed by Penny Marshall, of course. You know, um, right. I uh, actually my girlfriend uh, Kirsten has uh, met is it uh, Dottie? I believe the real oh, li- the real Dottie Henson. Oh, yeah. the real real Dottie, Dottie Henson. Henson. Cool. Yeah, it has a signed picture with her actually. Of course, starring Gina Davis and. And uh, Tom Madonna, Hanks. Madonna. Well, that's what I, I made a note about it because one of the things I wanted to <laughs> to point out she the reason great. the reason I love this movie so much <laughs> is okay. Tom Hanks is amazing, but it's yeah, like yeah. it's all, like his ninth all the way best. May. <laughs> it's like Tom Hanks' ninth best performance, which is still off the charts, awesome. But it's one of my favorites. Yeah, and then it's easily Gina Davis, Laurie Petty, Madonna, Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell, O'Donnell, and John Lovitz's fine work, finest oh, it's, work. It's a great movie. <laughs> it's it, so it great. really is. There's no crying in baseball. It's, There's it's no crying in baseball. Maybe one of the most quoted lines ever. None. Yeah, yeah. It's, so I went the obvious way. Yeah. So that one, and I'll back up. Uh, Braveheart comes in at seventy-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and League of Their Own is also seventy-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's kind of low. Okay. For a yeah. top ten, it, it feels low. And to I, be honest, I don't know. I I I was looking at them today. Nothing and about quite rot- a few that are... nothing about Rotten Tomatoes makes sense to me. No, no. It's uh, the well, movies. The movies that I really like. I don't know if it's low, if it's high, what they think, and then it's always in contradiction to what what the fans say. Yeah. So I'm not a big critic uh, advocate. Yeah. Okay. I, I only I only mention it because it's ubiquitous now. Everyone okay. goes goes to Rotten Tomatoes. So. Okay, okay, so, so I, you're top. So I don't have mine isn't in any particular order. So I don't have first to to last. But the first movie I'm going to talk about or mention is Chinatown. Oh, have not seen on my list. Oh, okay. Things Gosh. To, on my Chinatown. short. Let me list. write this down as one I need yep, to watch. That one's already on my short. Yeah, list. May, 1974. Chinatown. And it's I just love the movie. I love the genre. You know, I love the idea of the the private detective and the 50s and all of that well that's a noir film isn't it isn't that a uh, like a dark you know 
it sounds noir. I've never seen it, of course. Well, but. yeah, I mean, it's it's Jake Gettys, you know, the 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 private detective. The you know, he's got his own little firm, and it's Faye Dunaway, and he and he's you know going against you know the big money people in L.A. with John Huston, and and it's it's just the whole feeling of the movie. I just I, I love to watch it. I think the performances are amazing. I think the story is good. It's Jack Nicholson. It's Jack Nicholson at his best. In my opinion. Well, then that's a must see right there. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm sold. Okay. The, my next one is Clint Eastwood. And to me, his, his best movie outlaw Josie Wales to wow. me is the, the best Western, but I love Westerns, but outlaw Josie Wales to me is, is just, it's an, it's just an epic show. I just, I love it. I don't think that's controversial. I no. think that's a pretty, pretty accepted. I mean, you can always have fun and with arguments, even within we talked about off air Clint Eastwood movies. But yeah, Outlaw Josie Wales, Jesus, dying ain't much of a living. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Is, is that something that you think that the people like if you, it was in theaters today that it would be people would enjoy that? Oh, Maybe absolutely. if it was remastered and redone yeah. and no, yeah, I mean yes. No, it's it's a solid movie. I mean yeah. it's Sandra Locke, and this was during his Sandra Locke period, and I'm not a big Sandra Locke fan. But Chief Dan George, and one of my favorite characters is Granny when he's at the ferry and he's waiting to go across. And he goes up and he rides up to the, to the little store thing there, Granny's place, mm-hmm. and he needs a poultice for his, his guy that got shot. And she throws in the poultice and tells him, you know, to splash some water on it from time to time. And he's like, what do you owe you? And she just turns around and just, you know, pay me next time you see me. Mm-hmm. And you know she's got no teeth, and she has a corn cob pipe. And come on, I mean, how can you not love her? Amazing character, yeah. And, Visceral, and, viscerally, just they didn't get an actress to play that role. No, no, they got a, <laughs> a you know, yeah. They just grabbed that woman out of the Ozarks or something, and th- exactly, and and she just delivers it. You know, it just like pay me next time you see me. Yep, like I'll ever see you yeah. again. No, you're right. That's a great one. So okay, cool, Adam. Awesome. All right, on to my next two. Uh, the next film that I will be discussing is Princess Mononoke. Never heard of it. Okay. It is an anime. Yeah, me either. I'm... Um, it is, it's well known if you look at uh, Rotten Tomatoes or any websites where they talk about top movies. Um, Princess Mononoke is probably the top rated anime out there. Okay. Um, but it's great. The the storyline, um, being able to follow it, the it's great action. So, um, so with this one because it's so unknown, what is it? Do you have a general like a quick thumbnail sketch of what it is about? Basically, there's the Earth spirit and it is being um, corrupted, and I think that it's playing off of just kind of um, this corrupt empire that's taking over the land, sure. and, and it's causing the Earth spirit to be angered, and it's making it so that this. Um, Princess Mononoke basically has to save it and okay. go, and uh, she connects with it. And the hero's journey, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's just the storyline. Um, everything is 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 awesome. I mean, I, it's something that I know that a lot of my friends would agree. Is it kid friendly? No. Okay. No. So it's it's <laughs> it's an adult. It's dark cartoons. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's blood, I, and it's I have, like it's. I have a question. Yeah. And I ask this question with love. No, totally. Have you ever seen this movie when you weren't high? <laughs> Ooh, yes. 
The first time that I watched does it, it, does it hold up? I was, I was, <laughs> I a valid wanted, question. <laughs> I, I mean, it was definitely better when I was high. I okay, well, I just, that, but, just trying to get some context here. But yes, no, for the was, listeners, not yeah. for you. No, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I, I've long yeah. past given up on. I, I would think that, and I would hope that any of these movies are movies that we would enjoy in any state of mind. Okay. Okay. Right. Hey, great comeback. I like that. That's cool. a perfect right. answer. What do you have next? All right. Um, so the next movie uh, is uh, something that um, possibly and most likely would not be on anyone's list out there. Um, but it's something accepted. that I think that as a, a family, we've, we've definitely enjoyed this movie a lot. Uh, it's called Multiplicity. Oh, good Lord. Oh. It made the list. Yep. And it, you know, it, it, it deserved to. I didn't put it on mine. Yeah. But it's, it is a great movie. I'm, I'm glad it's on your list. That makes me smile. It does. And the wonderful thing about that movie is... And it goes back to saying that it's movies we love. It's exactly. not the best movies out no, there. No, nobody's right? going to exactly. argue Multiplicity as a, as a fine film. No, just, no. And, and you're in the wrong room yeah. if, if you want to start talking about the Academy. Yeah. But oh, no, it's, it's, it, that is fantastic. Yeah. I, I, I love that movie. And oh. if you think about making that movie... Yeah. And what it must have been like, because you're talking, you know, you're green screen all over the place. You're right. talking to people that aren't there. Yeah. Right. I, I, Michael Keaton. I Michael just, Keaton. Like, I couldn't have picked anyone better than that. He's, so, like, he's an amazing, amazing actor. Yeah, he, he is. To be there, all four a, characters as perfect as he was. Exactly. At the same time. No, that's. There's that, no one else in the room. That's just. That's, Michael Keaton is Tom Hanks level. Like, he's that good. He is. He really is. And the interesting thing about him, if you see him in an interview, He's not funny. And neither is Tom Hanks. Uh, maybe Tom Hanks no, is a little Hank, more likable. Yeah, but. Hanks yeah, is a little lighter. Yeah. Michael Keaton is pretty, sort of a fuddy-duddy, yeah. Pretty dark. <laughs> but no, and, and he's made some really good movies. I mean, That's right. I, I said fuddy-duddy. One of the better Batmans, I think. Oh, no, we're not going to go there because that's franchise <laughs> stuff and we're not going to get, because we can go down that okay, rabbit hole. All right, all right. All right, thank you. Gung-ho. Yeah, it's great. Gung, he did his comedic timing in those 80s, 90s comedies that yeah. he made was Mr. Mom. Really great. Mr. Mom. He nailed it. That's why I compare him to Tom Hanks. Because yeah. Tom Hanks had a similar, has had a similar career arc where now he's a more serious actor, unfortunately. Well, yeah. When Tom Hanks <laughs> went to Philadelphia and. Not that he's bad at it. It's just I like him so much as a comedic actor. It's a loss yeah. when he stops yeah. doing that. Okay. Anyway. All right. That's my two. That's your two? Good All right. call. Good call. All right, number eight for me is Gladiator from year 2000, written Ooh. by David Franzoni and directed by none other than Ridley Scott, of course, coming in at 76% on Rotten Tomatoes. That was right on my list. <laughs> this oh, is right the last movie list. I saw twice in the theater. Oh, so okay. that's the main reason it made the list. Yeah. Because uh, I couldn't I couldn't get it off the list. I You know, I went back and forth and I'm like, well, Gladiator doesn't deserve to be there. Yeah, it, it does. It's, it's a great movie. And it won five Oscars, including Best Picture and Best Actor. Yeah. So I know you just totally shit on the notion of the Oscars 10 seconds ago, but oh, yeah. it was Academy and, and Awards. It, don't worry about it. I'll do it again before we're done. But, it but was, no, it's a solid movie. It's, it's one of my absolute yeah. favorites, and I've seen it, you know, I don't know, 15 times probably. Yeah, totally. Interestingly, uh, when I started looking at my list when it was done, uh, there isn't one movie on my list that I saw in a theater. Really? Yeah. That is interesting. You know, it's funny because I, I think there's only one that, wow. I, that I've seen in theaters on mine. So Gladiator, solid choice. I've got, uh, with Gladiator, I've got two out of my first three I saw in the theater. Wow. 
and not the fourth one, which is my number seven, which is the fifth element, which, which is one of these classic, you, I'm not going to argue any against anybody about it, period. Yeah. Right. I, I don't, I'm not interested in discussing the merits of why I like it. No, I no, just, you shouldn't have to. That's not what yeah, we're doing tonight. I just love it. Well, I mean, I can take Gladiator and argue why it's a great film because people argue against it and I'm fine arguing for it. Right. No, I, but, but I'm saying that's yeah. just not what we're doing yeah. tonight because we're, you know, you, every one of your choices have, have been solid. You know, oh. that again, that's fifth element. I love fifth that element movie. is, is a good movie written by Luke Basson and Mark Kamen. Not that you know who those guys are directed by Luke Basson. He's actually got a new movie coming out soon called Valerian. I'm excited to see that. Uh, Chicken good. But, uh, so this is probably the most assailable. I've alluded to that movie on my list. Everything else I can just kind of objectively defend. This one's just a favorite of mine. And then Chris Tucker in this yes. movie, in my opinion, great. deserved Man. some sort of award attention. I'm not saying he Oscars for sure, but Golden Globes, something. And he got no love at all. And yeah. he was fantastic. I agree. Right. So, and and I must reiterate this again. You don't have to defend anything tonight. <laughs> so you came in. I will with a, with a bit of a chip on your shoulder. With, <laughs> you know, somehow, and maybe it's the gladiator theme that you know yeah. you've got yeah. your shield and your sword up. Going. That's right. Yeah, come at me, guys. Go ahead. That's right. Fan of a murdered movie. I am not fighting Lilu Dallas. We're on your side. Lilu Dallas, one of the greatest heroes. I just so good oh, and yeah. hot. Oh, and you man. get to anyway. Okay. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my third movie is L.A. Confidential. Oh, didn't even occur to me until right now. All right, let me write that on my list. Very good. You haven't seen watch. that? Nope. So good. I just, I, I, I think that that's just a great movie. I think that there's just some great performances in it. Yeah. Well, Russell Crowe is in it as Bud White, which yeah. is one of his early sleeper. Ninety Crowe. Yeah, Ninety-seven. Guy Pierce. Um, Guy Pierce is great. Kim Basinger. Guy Pierce is in, uh, the lead character and moment, uh, lead actor in Memento, by the way. Yeah, Danny DeVito yep. is great in it. Kevin, Kevin Spacey, Spacey. <laughs> who's I'm starting to pick up on a theme. Ro- Kevin Spacey, Rolo Tomasi, is that Rolo Tomasi? Guy Pierce's character, his father was killed by an unknown assailant, and Guy Pierce gave him the name Rolo Tomasi, okay. just to just I- to just to give a name to the person that killed his father. Well. <clears throat> When the captain, and I was going to write down his name because I love him. Yeah, he's great. Yep. James Cromwell. Um, when he ends up shooting Kevin Spacey, and Kevin Spacey is sitting there, he's got this shocked look on his face. And it's like, okay, what do I do? And he says, Rolo Tomasi. Well, the only person that Guy Pierce told about Rolo Tomasi was Kevin Spacey, the guy that killed me, the unper- unknown person. Well, later in the, sh- in the movie, that's the, right. The captain asked. A- Guy Pierce, brilliant piece of writing there. Ask Guy Pierce, have you ever heard of Rolo Tomasi? Do you know who that is? And Guy Pierce knows now that the captain it's, killed yep, Kevin Spacey. Yep, instantly. It's beautiful. Oh, it's just and Bud White, Russell Crowe's character throughout the yep. way that he plays that. You know, he's 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 the dumb muscle that gets used through this until finally he stops and says, "No, I'm not going to," because he's in love with Kim Basinger, and who wouldn't be? Right. And then then the the final scene. So it's, you know, it's, it's Russell Crowe and Guy Pierce, you know, in, in the motel, in the room, fending off the, the dirty cops who were throughout the movie and yeah, who were throughout the movie, essentially adversaries in direct opposition of what those two characters were 
they were antagonistic. Right, because Guy mm-hmm. Pierce did have a fling, and Kim Basinger, you know, spoiler alert, is a hooker, a high-priced hooker in this, <laughs> and, and Guy Pierce sleeps with her, and Russell Crowe's in love with her. I think the James Cromwell shooting Kevin Spacey was a bigger spoiler, but... <laughs> I appreciate oh, and this. I didn't tell anybody about that. Well, if you haven't seen this movie, <laughs> wait a few weeks. You'll forget all about our yeah, podcast yeah. and watch it. Well, it's on my list of movies to watch, so well, I'm looking now, forward to now it. Now you know. It's good enough even with that. Oh, yeah. Okay, so my next one is a Clint Eastwood. My second, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Kelly's Heroes. Never saw it. Okay. That has to be on your list. All right. It's on the list now. As Kelly's as Heroes as is, is World War II, and it, it basically... You know, Kelly, who is Clint Eastwood, is interrogating this German officer. So they get him drunk, trying to get him, you know, truth serum, get him drunk. Yeah. And he starts talking, and he starts talking about this gold that the Germans have behind their lines, and they're going to move to wherever. So Kelly puts together a group of guys to go get this gold. And it's Telly Savalas, Donald Sutherland. Clint Eastwood. Don Rickles. Carol O'Connor is, is the commander in that area in that mm-hmm. section and they're they've been locked up and their lines not moving not being able to do anything and all of a sudden he gets these reports that there's u.s troops that have gone behind the lines and are now going into areas that he's been trying to get to mm. and carol o'connor is like i need more fighting men like them well they're, they're going after the gold <laughs> it's a heist <laughs> exactly <laughs> i love it but donald sutherland is the tank commander so you know they oh. They get these, you know, three tanks, these three Shermans to go in. So that's the basis of the movie. So okay. they go in and they get the gold. And it's the interaction of these guys. And it, it's just a fun movie. All right, cool. Is it, it sounds Dirty Dozen-ish. It is. Yeah. It is. Dirty Dozen would be this slot number two for me. Okay. But. You went with Kelly's Heroes. I went with Kelly's Heroes because yeah. I think it's better. Yeah. Okay. Great. But yeah. Okay. Nice. Awesome. Um, well, to uh, kind of go with the whole war, um, you know, military theme movie, uh, my next movie is Saving Private Ryan. Ooh, I've got that one. Solid. That one's my number five. I, I, did, I didn't put it on my list. Yeah. Our first crossover. Yeah. But yeah, that's just. So I'll just switch that one to my number six and hop on with you. Right. Uh, that one, I mean obviously the amount of actors that are in that movie that are great, but just uh, the storyline and uh, you know, what's funny is that's my second Matt Damon movie. <laughs> oh, so yeah. there you go. I have a Matt Damon movie There you go. <laughs> <laughs> who is so, you know, a secondary character until what? Two thirds of the way through the movie or right. something and, like yeah, that. Yeah. Until they find private, private Ryan. Ryan. He is private Ryan. He's exactly. the title character, but it's not really, I mean, it's, it's not really about him, obviously. The main character, I guess, would be the Tom Hanks. the Tom Hanks character. Although the Matt Damon character is, of course, the narrator, essentially, of the story as well. Although yeah. there's not a narrator, but it's his story. Exactly. And it starts and ends with him you're as all the old wait, man. You're waiting for Private Ryan to show up well, he's throughout the, old the whole man, movie. Right? He's the old man that starts and ends the movie, I believe, is Private yeah. Ryan. Private yeah, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. and yeah, I mean, just a fantastic movie. And, and by all accounts... Those first ten minutes where they're actually landing on yeah. Omaha Beach, right, um, are are the most realistic account of of that time ever filmed, and some of the most intense, yeah, you know, it's just war movie moments ever. Just 
oh man, and not too much. I mean, it is too much because it is it was too much, but it's right too when you much want to look purpose. A, yeah, right. I feel like it's right when you want to look away, it, it makes you look. No, away. it's intense, and that's what that that was. Yeah, they right. recreated something that that is really difficult to recreate. Yeah, and they and I think I don't know. I don't, of course, know anybody that was through that, but no. I think that, you know, when you read about it, cause it was all the buzz, it was a humongous movie. Of course you read about many accounts of guys saying, wow, that was, that's yeah. That took me back. Yeah. That was but it. But then also the people in there, you know, I mean, you look at Vin Diesel. I love Vin <laughs> that's Diesel. Right. right. Ted, I have a Ted, Vin Diesel movie on my list. Oh, no. <laughs> Ted Danson. <laughs> that's right. Ted Danson. Such a great cast. It, it was. And it was really well done. Yeah. It's so there, well done. And there were moments that, you you just you, you understand. I just love when they're waiting in the the like the broken downtown for the troops, the German troops to come through, and they're just you know plotting their defense. But they're just sitting there waiting and they're talking, listening to music, and yep. just bonding. It and feels like, so authentic. Like, yeah, it, it is because that's one of the things I I I watch a lot of World War Two stuff, and that's one of the things I think about is the fact that okay, you know, there's intense moments, but there's so much downtime. Yep. And what do you do, you know, in the interaction and, you, you know, you sleep when you can, you eat when you can. There's, it, it's such a bizarre period of time that you find yourself, you know, these guys are in their twenties, sometimes in their teens and they find themselves in this situation. Right. They must and have I, had a gang of consultants to keep it so real. That movie. Yeah. That movie really does touch a lot of and, that. And the thing that I noted about that movie and why it made my list is it has one of the most, if not the most visceral, and I know it's the second time I use that word. But gut-wrenching, literally, actually, scenes, death scenes in a war movie I've ever seen. And that's the, the, stabbing. Adam, the Adam Goldberg versus the, you know, the oh, Nazi yeah. with... And uh, then you have the, the, the guy on the stairs cowering yeah, with the extra ammo. That whole scene was so disturbing and great. And The other one for me was, well, there's several. You know, I mean, Caparzo was... laying out there, you know, and, and, you know, they can't get to him. That was gut-wrenching. But also when, when their medic gets shot yeah. when they're when they're rushing the yep. the machine gun nest and he's trying to tell them what to do to save him and they don't know what they're doing and they're trying and and i just i can't imagine but it's, yeah that's the what they dying did and you have to like explain try to, to explain. save yourself yeah that's so insane. many of those those scenes in that movie are very difficult emotionally but it's all done so well that you actually you must at connect the end with of it, the moment. You, at the end of it, you just you're like, wow, that I, I. It's hard to say you enjoyed it, but you experienced it. You ex, you and yeah, you appreciated it for the quality yeah, yeah. story that I, it was was told. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, um, awesome first crossover. Uh, my next movie is Field of Dreams. All right. I don't think you're going to get an argument out of anybody on that one. No. And do I have crossover there? We got crossover there. Okay. And that's all. <laughs> that was excellent. Joe, when you mentioned earlier about that uh, League of Their Own is your favorite sports movie. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, Field of Dreams. I know. For I, me. I know. Yeah. I mean, Costner, just, I love that movie. I mean, I remember watching that movie for the first time and just being on the edge of my seat even. Oh, just, the different twists. Yeah. You know, and Burt Lancaster and his role and that, you know, when they go, you know, to Chisholm, Minnesota. Yeah. He's a uh, Moonlight Graham, right? Moonlight yeah. Graham. Yep. And they find him. In, the, in his and like library or whatever he's in. He's a doctor oh, now. Yeah. 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 Ray Liotta and his character as Shoeless Joe Jackson. Right. 
And yeah, it, it, it's Tim- amazing. Timothy Busfield is, you know, he, he, as the non-believer, you know, his brother-in-law that can't right, see exactly. anything. You know, he That's can't right. see the you gotta players. Sell. You got to sell. You know, he's just he's just looking at this as you're looking at an empty field. At, at what? I, and this is embarrassing. I can't believe that you're doing this until there's that moment yeah. where, you know, they save the, the daughter. Right. She's choking on the hot dog. Right. And uh, and Doc Graham comes over and saves her. Right. And then all of a sudden his look, he just looks around and goes, where do all these players yeah, come from? Yeah, he turns around. Where do these ballplayers like come you're from? You're never selling this. No, it's just seriously yeah. good. It seriously is. Seriously good. It, it gets you. It gets you right at the soul. And oh, it's, yeah. It's a wonderful I, movie. And the only reason I didn't say it was my favorite sports movie is because it's not a sports movie. It's a farming movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's about corn. <laughs> yeah. Good exactly. point, Joe. Good point. It's all about the corn. Yeah, that's why. Well, he builds and this it. is one of the ones. And and our our criteria tonight was movies that meant something to us. Yeah. When we watched them, either they, you know, invoked an emotion within us, or or you know, there was something about the movie that really mattered. That at that point in time, it was was very interesting to us, and meant something. And that's one of the ones that going through for me. Uh, just that whole movie that night, I remember watching it, we rented it and I'm just looking at these different twists and it's, it had a lot of layers and it's a, well, geez. Yeah. James Earl Jones. I know you said that yeah. already, but it, no, you're actually, right. I didn't, you're right. Yeah. Oh, you didn't. Yeah. No, you're right. right. It's, it's, you know, and it's in there. If you, if you look up any list or you talk to anybody, it's there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, you know, in making a movie and, and Joe, you know, you guys, you know, you and Butterfly have done different things. And, and when you're making something and putting it together, you just don't know how it's going to be perceived. How is yeah. it going to work? Mm-hmm. And that's just one of the ones I have to believe that that just worked better than they thought. Uh, yeah. I don't know how you would anticipate something being that good. Because that farm is still there. Is it? Yeah. That baseball field is still there. <laughs> is it? Is it really in Iowa or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. And the number of people that go and visit that is just amazing. James Earl Jones' speech about baseball it's one of the greatest movie speeches ever it's right it, up there with you know all the greats of uh you know the the friends of scotland speech from braveheart and yeah. or sons of scotland yeah it's it's it is. so it, great it, it you know when he, he tar- starts talking about baseball and the history of baseball and you know and how time has marched on you know marched on and there's you know, always the, baseball yeah, ray yeah the one thing that's consistent yeah you know is baseball and you know, people will come, yeah. right? People will come. Yeah, yeah. It's, you're right. It, it it gets me a little bit right now just thinking about it. All right, so I'm I'm remiss. I left it off my list, and I shouldn't have. Okay, is that two, Adam? I think that is. Yeah, two crossovers. Okay. We he hit us both. Two on that crossovers. One. <laughs> okay, because we're we're looking like we're going to run a little long, so we yeah. need to we need to. I'll yeah, go. I'll go fast crossover. with this one, and I already mentioned my number five. So my number six was uh, Gangs of New York from two thousand two. No, written but is there a crossover there? No. no. Oh, okay. No, uh, but that's that's one of the ones that could have yeah, made my list. That yeah. Easily could have been right written there. by Jay Cox, directed by Martin Scorsese. Of course, seventy five percent. So an interesting interesting thing to note: my first six are all in the seventies on Rotten Tomatoes, which is insane to me. I well, mean, the seventies is not a bad score, but once again, I have no faith in that whatsoever. Yeah. So I'm that sort of backs up your your notion, yeah. yeah. So no, gangs, yeah. yeah, gangs in New York, and it doesn't uh, it doesn't crack the top one hundred for me without Daniel Day Lewis as Bill the Butcher. Oh, yeah, he, he puts okay. it Inter- two notches. Interesting up. story about that. <laughs> okay, okay, this is a movie I did go. I went to the Dollar Theater and saw this. So okay, 
on my list, I've got none, but here's one that I did go to the theater. We, Heather and I went and watched this movie and I was just entranced. I thought it was just a fantastic movie. It wasn't until they rolled the credits that I even knew Daniel Day-Lewis was in this movie. Yeah. Of, That's, of my left foot fame <laughs> at that point. Well, Last of yeah. the Mohicans to yeah, me. of course. Is, you know, is, is Daniel Day-Lewis. I didn't know that was him. And just he became that character. And that's one of the things for me. And I can be really critical of movies. As anybody that knows me knows. Yeah. I just There are things about movies that really annoy me. And it's yeah. only movies, nothing else. Oh, of course. Well, here we go. <laughs> so having someone play a character that is just believable, that just, they are that. Mm-hmm. He was Bill the Butcher. Yeah. There was just nothing about him he, that, that he, wasn't that. He played it a little too good. I'm, I have my concerns about Daniel Day-Lewis, the man. It's like <laughs> he is a weird guy, by the Heath way. Heath Ledger is and the now Joker. He, yeah, exactly. and now he is. Yeah, now he's said that he's he's retired. He's not yeah. going to do anything. He did that before and became a shoe cobbler for like a couple years and then yeah. came back. Who knows? But yes, excellent movie, Joe. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I, I agree. Totally. And so, and then uh, on the other thing I wanted to say about this one was Adrian Brody beat out Daniel Day-Lewis for best actor that year in The Pianist. Pianist. <laughs> Wow. Which I haven't seen The Pianist, so I guess I can't be too critical. You but. know, I, I've got to say, I watched probably the last 20 minutes of The Pianist because it's on one of the uh-huh. premium channels we have, and it's not what I thought it was. Yeah. I should probably watch it. And it's worth a watch. Yeah. I'm going to watch it again because I just watched the end of it, and it's it's really, it's it's Poland at the end of the war. Yeah. I know, and I laugh, but it's because I only know that Bill the Butcher couldn't have been beat by anybody I've ever seen. You know, right, exactly. And the few minutes I saw of The Pianist, I totally agree with you, because that's one of the greatest performances I've ever seen. Right. When you walk out of the theater, in the last moments before you walk out, is the realization of that actor who uh-huh. was the star of the movie and just fantastic. But what I saw of The Pianist is worth a look. I will definitely do it. I don't think it beats him out. Yeah. I don't but think again, so I think there are times where you have people that win Academy Awards for, well, you know, we talked about this before with, with Casey Affleck. Yeah. Okay, we don't put Casey Affleck up against either one of those performances. Yeah. So it's the year that you're nominated. Yeah. It's the year that your movie comes out. There's a lot of that over the years. You're like, what? There they didn't is. win? Casey it's like, Affleck oh, that's right. That was okay. the year Philadelphia came Casey out. Casey Affleck's won? Yeah. Yeah, this last year. Oh, wow. All right. So then... Uh, the other thing <clears throat> I wanted to jump back and say about Saving Private Ryan uh, before, right? That was the other one? Yeah, yep. yeah. So that was beat out for Best Picture by Shakespeare in Love, <laughs> which okay. I also one, haven't uh, seen. But... And you should not. Okay. So that was that. I'm done with that round. Okay. Perfect. Faja. Okay. So my next movie was uh, it's made in 1942, and I don't know if you guys have watched it, Probably not. If you haven't, you really need to, because it is truly a classic. Oh, can I guess? No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Casablanca. Oh, I have not seen it. You have to watch some Humphrey Bogart movies. I haven't seen that. African Queen. The Wind. African Queen is another one that just did that make your list or African Queen? Yeah. No, I put in Casablanca. Okay, then I don't gotta watch Casablanca. World War II. You know, it's it's just it's iconic. Yeah. You know, play it again, Sam, which is actually never in the movie. Yeah, it's like play Misty for me one more time, Sam, or something like that. Or Claude Rains. Uh, <laughs> it is. It's Peter, something totally different. Peter Laurie is 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 an actor that you guys have never seen, but he plays. He's this little short guy that plays one of the most sinister characters in all the movies. 
I mean, he's he's just scary to look at. I've heard the name, and I'm guessing it's largely from this movie. Yeah, Ingrid Bergman is great, and and it just it's suspense. And the thing about it, I I couldn't do this without having a Bogart movie. Yeah, because he's just that good. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen one. And during his well, The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Yeah. Um, he has some just iconic movies that he's really good. And, and the interesting thing is during his career, during his life, he was never really that acclaimed. He, you know, he wasn't considered. He wasn't Clark Gable. No, I mean, he just, I never thought that he got the respect. Now, again, this is before my time a little bit because this is 42, but. So it was like the day before your time. Yeah, you know, it was a couple hours before I was born. <laughs> but yeah, so so that's Casablanca is. Is one of those movies you guys really need to see. Okay. Okay. Now I had Field of Dreams, so we already went that through that one. Oh, so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go to my next one because we need to kind of move this along. And this is one, and this is a Tom Hanks, 1988, Big. Oh damn it! How did oh. I not think of Big? Wow, that's great. And Big what, is so great. And one of the things, and again, talking about actors, and this and, is why you hate the Oscars. Absolutely. Yeah. When you look at Big and you look at Tom Hanks' portrayal of a 12-year-old, I right. believe he was 12, and he just acts that way. His mannerisms, the way he talks, the way he deals with people, it, you just believe it. You, you just, you don't look like, he doesn't look like an adult trying to be something. He just is. He's not acting like a kid. His interaction he with Billy. Yeah. yeah. You know, and Billy yelling at him that, you know, I'm six months older than you. That's such a great line. <laughs> it is. And. You know, when he brings the girl back to his place, you know, yeah. and they're bouncing on the trampoline, you know, and, and she's going like, to, I'm getting top bunk. <laughs> she's going to sleep over, you yeah. know? So she's like, okay, yeah, let's you mean do that. Sleep over? <laughs> and, and so, yeah, he jumps, you know, on the, on the top bunk and she's in the bottom and he hands her the, the little, whatever it was he gave her that, that was important to him. Yeah, exactly. I guess I should have written that down. But, yeah, that's all right. But I, anyway, and then one of my favorites is that when they're they're back at her place and they finally are starting to get intimate and they're kissing and she kind of takes the strap off her shoulder and he's just looking at her and he's looking at her like we all did when we were 12. That's right. If we were in that situation. And she reaches around behind her and turns the light out. And instantly he reaches around behind her and turns the light back on. Because <laughs> I want to see this stuff, okay? We're not going to do this in the dark. And it just, everything about that movie, I just felt... You're right. It's a perfect movie. It's one of the very few, in my opinion, flawless movies, which I mean, I can't think of a single thing I would change about that movie. No. And then when yeah. he goes and she takes him back to his house, you know, and he's found Zoltar and yeah, and he, he has his new fortune and he's walking and she, you know, kind of looks at him and then looks away and looks back and he's, you know, here's this kid yeah. in this adult suit walking along and, you know, the mom's reaction and, and all yep. that. I just, uh, I was, love that movie. It was perfect yeah. for all the way through. Beginning, middle, end. Nailed every, nailed every act. The way it went. Yep. <clears throat> Josh Bascom. Nice. <laughs> Good call. Great movie. All right. Uh, Is that it? Yeah. So, okay. at this point, my next movie, I don't think either of you guys have it on there. My next movie is is probably not considered one of the better movies out there, but it is something special to me. I love this movie. I've watched it countless amount of times. It's one of those movies that if I find on TV, I have to watch. If you say Grandma's Boy, I'm kicking you right out of this house. 
That was almost made the cut. <laughs> the Patriot. Oh, you don't Gibson. have to apologize for the Patriot. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's only just not as good as Bra- uh, Braveheart. That's all. Right. <laughs> no, I, I just for me, I I was I watched the Patriot more than I watched Braveheart. It's it, a great it movie. No, it is awesome. It um, is, and yeah, just that that guy, and I don't know the actor's name, but that the. Uh, the, the, Briti- the British the, yeah, officer. The, yeah, the antagonist of that film is one of the most menacing, evil people on mm-hmm. film. And for that alone, that's often what makes a great movie is the to villain. Have the great villain. Yeah. Exactly. And he's yeah. you want him to get his so bad in the end. And yeah, they oh, deliver. He gets it good. No, yeah. that's yeah. The interaction of, of you know watching your sons die. And, right. And you know he's he doesn't want to get involved. Right. But they, he gets forced into, and then I think that the schemes that he pulls, whether it's with the militia and finding ways to disrupt the flow of supplies or yep. however it is, to the very end battle scene. Oh, the uh, you know, the whole theme where, of the tried and true trope of the waking of the sleeping giant. Yeah, you know what I mean. The, yeah. the first yeah. blood yeah. and the, that whole type of thing. Right, yep. you're gonna push me into the fight. You don't want me in the fight. You've now just, you've got yeah. me. Right, exactly. Yeah, that whole trope is. I don't think you can do it enough times. Yeah. I'm a sucker for just that. Build up for yeah. that. And, yeah. Oh man, just good feels. The, the, yeah, the 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 poking the bear that you didn't know was a bear. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. No, that was a good 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 pick. Yeah, the next movie uh, that I picked is something that I know my dad is going to be proud of me for picking. Um, and it's uh, some somewhere uh, it's Tombstone. Oh man, that came so close. That's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's Wyatt Earp, so Doc quotable. Holiday, so quotable. Just, yeah, you can't stop talking about it. Um, everything about that, every scene. Um, I know we need to still go and visit Tombstone for sure, but that movie. well, it's definitely on the the history tour that we're going to do of Arizona with Alex. So yeah, there that's go. that's going to be. You're going to go on that. Oh, we, yeah, we did it sure. a couple of years ago for the first time in uh, with the girls, and it was fun. Yeah. It's, there's a lot to do there. We only went, we made a day trip. It'd be worth going down and staying the night somewhere. But I mean, Val Kilmer, you know, I honestly don't, I didn't look up the names like you guys did with the other actors. Uh, oh, the guy who's on the ranch. Well, I could, I could run through him for you. Who's the dad? <laughs> who's the dad on the ranch? Oh, dad. Sam Elliott. Yeah. yeah. Sam Elliott is, uh, Virgil Earp, yeah. Uh, Bill Paxton, the yeah. late great Bill Paxton, God rest his soul, yeah. was. Uh, geez, now I'm blanking. Morgan. Out. Morgan, thank you. Yeah. And of course, you know, uh, Wyatt was uh, Kurt Russell and yeah. Val Kilmer. You just said, so. yeah, right. And and great other Powers Booth. Ooh, what a great performance by Powers Booth. And, yeah. And uh, Johnny Ringo was played by one of my all-time favorite. Not great, but great to watch actors. Uh, and I'm now blanking his name. The okay. guy from uh, Terminator. Uh, yeah. Damn it. Oh, no idea. Go, yeah. to, your, go to your phone. Yep. Go right. to your phone. No, I don't need to go to my phone. I'll think of it in a second. All anyway, right. But yeah. No, go ahead, Adam. But yeah. Off. So, I mean, the, you know, Tombstone was a movie that growing up, you know, you didn't push on us, but you, you know, you, you let us know that it was out there. And Michael Bean. Uh, Sorry. Michael Bean. There you go. Johnny Ringo. <laughs> and Zach and I have always loved and um, yeah. uh, honestly I it 100% real talk uh my Xbox login is wider 
Nice. 541. All right. There you, well, go. There you go, everybody. So if you get your hands on right. Adam's Xbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can get right in. <laughs> There's the login. <laughs> okay. All right, Joe. Solid choice. Yeah, very good. That should have probably should have been on my list. I love that movie. All right. So my number four is Pulp Fiction in 1994. Written, of course, by Quentin Tarantino and Roger Avery. Directed by Quentin Tarantino. This is the first of my powerhouses at 94%. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Saving Private Ryan was 92 Okay. 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. The reason I love this is it broke the mold on uh, the gangster genre in the mainstream, at least nonlinear and dialogue driven, as opposed to just sort of, you know, not that Godfather, of course, is the, the, the high watermark there, but, right. uh, and it was dialogue driven as well, but it was more story driven. Uh, Tarantino and his dialogue is Tarantino movies are Tarantino movies and either you like them or you don't. That's right. And this was the best, but they're interesting. They yeah. are. Death Till Dawn. Yeah. Dusk, Dusk Till Dawn. Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Weird. Uh, shouldn't yeah. have been good. Yeah. And, no, and, really shouldn't have been. And nope. some of his stuff, some of his stuff goes too far for me. Yeah. Because he, he does like to, you know, bathe you in blood from he, time to time. He does. Kill Bill is a good example of that. Never I watched really, those. I really enjoyed Kill Bill. Both of them are excellent. There's yeah. I know. And that's one of those that at some point I will watch. Definitely. So... so Go ahead. Okay, no, no. Oh, I was just going to finish it off and just say that this might actually be the best movie ever made. It's it's that good. It won Best Original Screenplay. It was nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor, uh, John Travolta, Best Supporting Actor, Samuel L. Jackson, and Best Supporting Actress with Uma Thurman. And they all deserved the attention because they were all fantastic. Yeah. It was a good movie, but so it was good. definitely a down year for the <laughs> awards. <laughs> no. If Pulp, they all won. Pulp Fiction is uh just i've I've watched it enough times it's one of those movies also that you pick up the subtle things that you don't get the first time and right? that's the thing for me because when i first watched it i don't think i really enjoyed it it was maybe not what i expected which right and again that's a question that we haven't really talked about sure. is expectations, expectations going in right it's a big you know, part of it huge and i i think maybe my expectations for the movie wasn't what it turned out to be but i've watched it subsequently multiple times and and it seems like each time i watch it now i like it more it's so cool yeah. because it's got three separate movies intertwined and yeah. there's all all three of them have a, a three-act structure to it it's it's fantastic all right moving along i'm gonna piggyback on that with my favorite gangster genre movie ever and that's true romance 1993 written by quentin tarantino and roger avery again but this time directed by tony scott the late great tony scott who uh well, uh, yeah, threw himself off a bridge or something a few years ago. That's the first movie yeah, that I'm going to have to watch off of your list. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I've never so seen So I alluded earlier, or I said earlier, I don't recommend, you know, I can't just outright recommend. I forget what the movie was, but it was one of my picks. This one I'll act outright recommend to anyone. It's amazing. Okay. It's very, very good. Dennis Hopper, there are three main components to this movie that are, are uh, well, two mainly, and then I'll get clever. It's Dennis Hopper versus Christopher Walken is an amazing scene. And I won't spoil it. Patricia Arquette, who is the main love interest, versus James Gandolfini, pre-Sopranos, of course. A great, great scene. Fight scene. Oh, it's so good. And then uh, just the Tony Scott versus Tarantino is the other note I had. Because this is... Tarantino wrote two scripts to start his career that were going to get picked up and made into movies. One was Reservoir Dogs and one was this. And he couldn't make them both. So he had to give one away. Oh. And he gave this one to Tony Scott. Okay. And there's there's a lot of written about this and it's all very interesting if you're a Tarantino fan you already know but so there you go. Okay. Yeah, that that's definitely one I'll 
I'll, I'll watch. Yeah, I I'll have definitely not have seen. to check that one out. True Romance. It's, True Romance. It uh, hurt by the title, much like The Princess Bride. Yeah. Which, I'm sorry if I stepped on somebody's number one. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't blame you. It's a good movie. It is. It's, yeah, but it's just, it's not going to be on my list. Okay, so my next movie is a Jim Carrey movie. Ooh, I have none. Can you believe yeah. it? I love Jim Carrey. Yeah. I'm so excited. And this is a movie that's not going to make anybody's list as far as the greatest movies ever made. But it is one that I can watch over and over again. And I'm I'm a sucker for sappy movies. I love feel-good oh, movies. Yeah. yeah. 2001, The Majestic. Oh, I was thinking The Truman Show. But you're right. The Majestic no, so No, The Truman great. Show is way down my list. To The Majestic. But The Truman Show is way down everyone's list. And that's why I was going there. Because it's, yeah. But no, The Majestic, the, you took it a step further. The Majestic. And, and Martin Landau... Uh, is is great um how holbrook uh laurie holden is the love interest and man you went deep on this one this yes, is a I good did. pull and this is one that uh, again i just i i love jim carrey's performance you know this is coming off you know his crazy silliness uh of dumb and dumber and you know and, and some of the other stuff pet detective and what year did you say it was 2001 yeah uh, so 2001 and you know again it's you know, it's the McCarthy era and, you know, it's, it's just everything about it and the way that it's played and, and, you know, David Ogden Stiers is in it. And how many times have you seen this? Would you say? Oh, probably a dozen. Yeah. See, I've seen it one time and probably half of it again, another time or something. It's, I remember thoroughly enjoying it. But the thing about it is this small town is, has given so many of their sons in world war two mm-hmm. and, the way that he endears himself to the town, you need to, I'm not going to go into the whole yeah. movie, but it's, I just, I love the movie. I love the performances. I love the way it makes me feel. So feel good movies. And that's it, right? That's, that's, that's it with that's me. What you're, you know, that's what you're looking at for movies. That's you and I you are want. simpatico on that, on that accord for sure. Joe, do you have any more movies? I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now you have saving private Ryan. I, I have a different D day movie. Okay. And I know you guys haven't seen this. The Longest it? Day? The- Damn it. Sorry. We, we weren't going to guess. <laughs> yes, we weren't going to guess. I couldn't help it. I had, to, I had to go throw some street cred out there. He said we wouldn't know what it was. I know. Okay, Can The me? Longest Day. And it's a it's an ensemble cast. It's a great movie. And, I mean, you got John Wayne, Richard Burton, Henry Fonda, Eddie Albert, Sean Connery, Peter Lawford, turn the page, <laughs> Robert Mitchum, Rod Steiger, George Siegel, Robert Wagner, Roddy McDowell, and that's just a few. Yeah, that's great of the people that are in it, and it's it it is an epic. It had to be one of the biggest budget movies up to that point, I would imagine. Yeah, you know, it might have been. It's it, to get all of those people together, but it, you you have to remember at the time, you know, you weren't that far away from World War II. You know, this is 1962. That's true. And so it's kind of a you know a patriotic movie, and it's it was the first effort I think to go into D Day. And just the, you know, the Sean Connery's part and just, you know, they're small little parts. I don't don't even remember Sean Connery in it, but I saw this in in high school as an assignment. Yeah. I would never watch this movie on my own volition. Yeah. No, you need, you need to watch it. It it is very good. And it's black and white. Yeah. Okay. It's excellent. It's. And it's the, the, the people that are in it, the story that is being told. And also you have people like Fabian, uh, Paul Anka. Is in it. 
and for the old folks out there listening, you'll know who that is. But they just had everybody in it. It's it, to me. It just it's it's one of those that has to be on the list. No, I, and I was hoping that movies like this would be on your list. I didn't think of the longest day, of course, but that's that's a great that's a great pick because it's it's one of those movies that I like. I said I was sort of forced to watch it as it being a school assignment. We watched it in class, which is not forced. You thank God when you get to watch a movie, but right. it was surprisingly delightful. And, and and the thing about the you know it's black and white. There's no special effects. You know, Saving Private Ryan. As much as I love that movie, but there, it's you know, there's special effects there. It's they were very it, stylized, camera wise, and and it's it's wonderful and yeah. what they were able to do. But this movie is just it's just the story. It's just the story, and it's just a camera, and they can't really do much with it. But the, all the people that are in it, and it's just the planning, for the most part. How yeah, how they get off the beach. You know, Robert Mitchum's character and Eddie Albert. And all of these people that have, have endured all of this. And it's just that day. It's the longest day. Yeah. So, it's okay. It's great. All right. uh, and to, I hope I don't bite. You don't have another war movie, do you? No. A similar movie for me was All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. yeah that's World War One. It is. But Absolutely. it's another black and white. Another. It is. And you you ha- should not like that movie. But it's great. And that's. See, I've got Casablanca here. That's black and white. You know, made in the 40s. And to me, it holds up. I mean, if you guys sit down and watch that, you will go, I just watched a great movie. Yeah, I love that. I don't, I don't, I mean, there's a lot of movies. So many things are dated, but so many are hold up just fine. Exactly. You know, because you're watching, and and Joe, you're you're a creature of film. I mean, you understand this. You understand. (laughs) That is a first. I'm a creature of film. Well, you are. I mean, you, you, you talk, the way that you talk about things, you know, and the, and the, and the trajectory of the plot and understanding all of the different aspects well i'm i'm married to a, a video producer so yeah <laughs> it helps it's by osmosis but when, but when you watch these things you you understand yeah what goes into it yeah chinatown i mean you have to watch chinatown i will because you you know there's just the development Tomorrow. development yeah. of the characters and, <laughs> and i promise it's on my list and actually i have another one my last one is going to be another one but okay more on that later. all right adam all right so i have my final two um both of these are comedies Nice movies that I grew up watching with my friends. Um, they came out and I think that just would last the time. Uh, you could watch them today. I could watch them with anyone. And I think I would, I would recommend them. Like you said, Joe, these are objectively good. Yes. It's not a matter of opinion. Absolutely. Gotcha. So the first one, um, is 40 year old version. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that almost made my list. I love that guy. I love movie. that. <laughs> Steve Carell's finest moment. So I, I got a quick it. funny story before you get into it about the 40 year old virgin. Cause it's you <clears throat> and it's, I went and saw it in the theater and I came and recommended it to you. Said, you got to go see it. And so you did. And you took a 12 year old Zach and Heather <laughs> to see it. And you oh. came back to work the next day and you said, thanks for recommending that movie for me to bring my 12 year old son and his mother too. <laughs> Absolutely, there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That was an interesting trip to the uh, to the theater. I said, I just said, I love the damn movie. I didn't recommend you take right. Zach and Heather at the same time. Oh uh, man! But, but kudos to you for taking Zach. Absolutely. Hey. Oh yeah, yeah. That's he part grew of the up reason. in that moment. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a little bent. That <laughs> um, adds to it. But yeah, sitting next to his mother watching Forty Year Old Virgin. Was, yeah, uh, probably when he hears this, if you he, don't he'll, use it, you lose it. <laughs> That's he, such a great. Uh, I, I, that Zach, image. Zach, when you hear this, we all want to hear 
what that was like. Exactly. Right, exactly. Okay. Please tell us at some point. Well, because I obviously can't even have it brought up without me thinking about that moment immediately. Yeah. Every time I think of that movie, I think of you going, thanks for that. Thanks yeah. for bringing <laughs> Oh, man. Awesome. Uh, yeah. I just, like I said, Steve Carell's finest moment. So many one-liners off that movie. Uh, just so amazing. Lots of laughs. Yeah. Um, last movie for me uh, is Super Troopers. Good call. Such a great call. Um, amazing, amazing movie. I've just, every single scene is quotable. Every single scene you sit there and is, is funny. Um, the actors, uh, they're the same guys. They've done multiple movies together. Yeah, the Broken Lizard guys. Yeah, and they, they this is their finest by far. But yep. it just, it's so good. Yeah, did they... They did. Did they make a Super Troopers 2? They are in the process right still, now of making it. Yes, okay, they, are, they are absolutely making it. And that's why it was able to make this list today. Yeah. No. Oh, you're right. I didn't even right, think about yeah, that part. Yeah, of it. there's no sequels. I yeah. thought it came in because I heard about it two years ago. Yeah. Uh, from, no, they've been working uh, on it for a while. Yeah. yeah. Right, oh, cool. and, and by the way, now that we mentioned the sequels and we weren't putting them in, full disclosure, uh, Chinatown, they did make two Jakes. Oh, that's right. And uh, I actually I don't, heard that reference just the other day. Right. And I discount that as being a sequel <laughs> to Chinatown because as much as I wanted to see another one, it, it's kind of like get shorty and saying be cool be is cool. A, is a sequel because it's really not. I forgot about be cool and I'm surprised. Well, we'll just leave it. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's my 10. So you have two of these. That's what you're telling me. All right. <laughs> that's it for you. Okay. It. So my last two, I'll get through them quickly. Although I love these movies so much. Groundhog Day, yes. 1993, written by Danny oh, Rubin man. and Harold Ramis, directed by Harold Ramis, 96% on Rotten. Who doesn't like this movie? Is my it's probably a great couldn't movie. put in enough like Bill 96%? Murray movies. Like yeah. 96%? Who's the jackass that said this isn't that good? That, yeah. that dried it for 100? <laughs> exactly. It's just a great movie. Most. Uh, it's one of the most deceptively deep and philosophical nice couple glasses of wine everybody oh buzz level buzz uh, level fives point seven i'm at a seven point two wow seven point two i'm at a five eight yeah okay good cool <laughs> i'm holding up my own as the lightweight of the group oh, yeah. yeah well it's consistency it, exactly so it's one of the most philosophical movies that you really don't care if it is or isn't because it's so funny anyway but if you stop to think about it and you watch it 700 times like i have right then you yeah. start to pick up on it, the layers of it right. all hold up like the matter the day and there's every so single many, life that he lives and what and it's messages I love, sending. I love the question of how many lives was it or how many days was it it's there's it's it's uh wait was there a specific amount of days? no 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 nobody no, no. knows yeah oh. that's the wonderful thing about nobody it knows. you can guess that well i think like somebody figured it out at one point and they thought it was you know 17 years or something yeah, like the that. subtleties of what he yeah. learns and yeah it's so great and then uh you know what if there is no tomorrow there wasn't one today is one of my favorite yeah. lines ever and uh it's again it, when we talk about movies that i don't think i could change it would be this one however I, i'll say it's a nearly perfect movie because if i'm gonna nitpick one of my favorite movies of all time i'm not a big fan of andy mcdowell but that's it all right my number one is 2006, my newest movie, everything was in the 90s or the early 2000s for me. My newest movie is Stranger Than Fiction. Oh. Ooh. And and uh, this is the one that Heather, Absolutely. when she looked at my list, she was like, oh, that one, that one, that was oh, so great. Oh, that's just, that's one of those unexpected movies. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That, I didn't see it coming. Yeah. 
Uh, we went and saw Will it in the Ferrell. theater. Do you really see him playing that movie? I well, just... so we went and saw it in the theater because I think there was nothing else out. Yeah. It was one of those, well, let's go to the theater and see what, you know, this is before. This is before Yelp and, or not Yelp, but before, uh, you know, Fandango or right. anything like that. So, and it's purely, it's another one. It's purely a personal choice. I don't, I'm not going to stand on the mountain. No, it's a great it. movie. Oh, I, 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 love, I would put that to anyone. I love there. that movie. Yeah. The original plot device that drives a very classic love story, again, almost a tropey love story, but the plot device that, that drives all of it with the, the, the writer and the voice in his head. And it's, right. it's such a gimmick, but it works so well. It's, it's so brilliantly the dialogue that's written for the narrator, for the writer, for... I love her. I love that actress, too. Yeah, Emma Thompson. I, I don't know. Emma Thompson, Thompson. yeah. She's great. And she's and great And then the in conundrum that. at the end of, oh, do I change it? Right. And Dustin to Hoffman's save him. role. And Dustin, oh, Dustin Hoffman's Hoffman. like, well, yeah. you got to kill him. He cares yeah. about literature more yeah. than he cares about this man. Right, exactly. And so he does. No, it's, And he really cares about the guy. They like each other. Yeah. They've had a good friendship. It's, it's amazing. It's such a great movie. And I won't spoil the end for anybody who hasn't seen it, but it's only 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's and, crazy. And it got no award buzz or love or anything, of course. No, because it's... Yeah, but it's just so many sweet and personal moments with just perfectly timed, subtle comedy and... And Queen Latifah's in this movie, by the way. Hey. So there's that. There's that. (laughs) And that's it for me. Perfect. Okay. So I have one movie left. Okay. And it's... We're going to call it your favorite movie ever. (laughs) Just just for the (laughs) sake of the list. You know, we can. Because it's it's just a unique movie for me. It's it's one that I really love. 1962, How the West Was Won. Never seen it. This doesn't surprise me. I had several... I haven't seen a lot of movies that are, well, obviously my whole list was nineties and 2000. So, okay. So this is 1962 and it's, it has a, it's kind of an ensemble because it's, it's really the, the journey of how this family went. Is it a wagon train thing? Well, no, it's not. They started off on a river and then, you know, there's the family, the, the boat crashes and one of the sisters stays there and raises people in somewhere. I think and it's on the Missouri river. So maybe somewhere in Iowa or I don't mm. know, <laughs> but then it, it goes all the way to the West. It's, it talks about, you know, it goes through the building of the railroad and the civil war, but it's Jimmy Stewart, John Wayne, Gregory Peck, Henry Fonda, BJ Cobb, Carl Malden, George Pappard, Debbie Reynolds, Richard Whitmark, Henry Morgan, and Harry Dean Stanton. Jesus H. I've heard of every one of those people. Yeah. And and that's about half of the people that are in it that you would recognize. You like those movies with the big casts. Well, this is an epic. Hollywood used to make epics. And this is one of them. That it, it's a huge cast. And they all play their parts. And they're not necessarily big parts. But you just, you watch this progression and the way this story is told. One of the reasons that with this movie, that I really enjoy is I enjoy the voiceover. The narrator. Exactly. The voiceover. So yeah. they're, they're, they're telling you the story while you're watching. It's an, it's an easy way to help the story along. It's, it's a, it can be a crutch, yeah. I guess. But I just, I just find so often in, in movies that, that I really enjoy that. You well, know, this is Spencer, this is Spencer, in, Spencer yeah, Tracy. It fills in those blanks sometimes that you don't need to see it acted out. And again, this is an epic. Yeah. So this is, this is over a long period of time, generations. Right. How the West was won. So you're going to do it with a narrator or like text, right? <laughs> yeah, Spent, yeah, Spencer Tracy. And again, that's a movie you guys have to watch. Okay. You, you have to see How the Added West was won. on the list. 
because it's... I'm going to expect you to email me that list, by the way. I got you. <laughs> to me, it's so solid. You could text it to me or, you know, or WhatsApp. And can, I, can I mail it? Sure. The interesting okay. thing, and, and what I want to do, because we're going to run over. This is going to be a longer episode, folks, and you're going to have to deal with that. I think, I think they've already realized that. it's already happened, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 they're the already same. gone. That ship has sailed, here. I think. But I have a couple. Before we, we're going to start listing some of the movies. Yeah. That, oh, sure. Run that, down your list of also's. Make, well, I'm not going to because I don't have one, but I can throw oh. some out there. Oh, okay. But I have a couple movies that this whole thing started making me think about different things. And one of the things, 1965, Dr. Zhivago. I have not seen. Okay. And and that's on my list. Okay. The only movie. How I, I, how I learned to stop worrying about the bomb and something like that is the subtitle of that movie, I think. That's Dr. Strangelove. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Dr. Zhivago? Dr. Zhivago. That was definitely Shavago. worth me interrupting you. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> Perfect. And continue. Uh, it came out in 1965. The okay. only movie that I ever went to a theater and watched with my mother. Interesting. She wanted to see it. And she took me. I was 13. Cool. If you ever watch this movie, you'll see it's not a movie for 13-year-olds. <laughs> okay. But it's special to me because that's the only movie I Kinda ever Kind of like 40-year-old version. <laughs> for Zach. A little different. <laughs> it's referenced in uh, True Romance, the aforementioned True Romance. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a plot device, the movie Dr. Zhivago. Oh, yeah. It's referenced in that movie. Yeah. I mean, it's a classic. Okay. Continue. Okay. Um, a 1953 movie, uh, Calamity Jane, Doris Day. It's kind of a musical Western, but it's the, the only movie that I can remember watching with my dad. So the, both of those have, ton, have tons personal. of sentimental. Exactly. Yeah, and the only other movie that I wanted to mention was Sometimes a Great Notion. I don't know if you've ever seen I've it. I've never even heard of it. Okay. Uh, Ken Kesey, uh-huh. Grateful Dead, you know, Oregon, I, Oregon guy that used uh, to hang with the Grateful Dead. Okay. Ken Kesey, Sometimes a Great Notion was filmed in 1970, and it was filmed in Newport. So there maybe have, have been some weed involved. Yes. <laughs> but it's Paul Newman. Okay. Oh. Henry Fonda, uh, Lee Rimmick, Richard Jackal, Michael Sarazen. So, but <laughs> those three movies, yeah. I just, I felt like I had to mention. All right. Well, then I will mention three movies because I actually have that, uh, that many written down. Ones that got the big the big uh, snubs on my list were Goodfellas, because damn, yeah. Forrest Gump, and uh, Old School in the comedy genre. Mm. Oh, yeah. Good I call. mean, for me, I can throw out, you know, Murphy's Romance. James Garner. James Garner. Ha! Sa- Sally How's Fields. that for cred? Sally Fields. I love that movie. That that was just right barely off my list. Nobody under the age of 56 should know what Murphy's Romance is. No, I, and, and, I, and I've seen it probably three times. Right, and there's yeah, there's just there's so many movies that you could mention. Go ahead, Adam. Start throwing some. Yeah, um, I got a couple. Uh, so, a couple movies: Fight Club. Oh, so was good. Answered. So awesome. good. Inception. Great. I thought was amazing. I uh, was underwhelmed by Inception, but I'll acknowledge that it was a movie. A intense uh, movie. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. I just I didn't get it as much as everyone else. Yeah. Um, the prestige I thought was one that really missed underrated. Of, yeah. Very underrated. Um, Step Brothers, <laughs> I thought was hilarious and amazing. Again, the comedy, um, do you like my comment for that, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one, one of the, the, uh, comedies that I grew up with and is a big, big favorite of mine and my best friend, uh, Aaron page, um, is wedding crashers. So good. Loved it. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, kind of iffy for a lot of people. I know that. I don't know how. Vince Vaughn in that movie? Yeah. (sighs) So good. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did. I did mention Grandma's Boy, even though that was. Uh, I think I mentioned you, Grandma's Boy. You you mentioned it earlier, but I uh, definitely wanted to add on to that. I like that movie. Uh, Goodwill Hunting. Great. Goodwill Hunting, great. I that, thought it was amazing. The, yeah, one of the the first Matt Damon. Yep. Children of Men. I haven't seen it. I got to. Uh, yeah. From what I understand, that's a must see. Children of Men is an awesome movie. Uh, Crash. Yeah. Um, I thought was awesome the way that it was, you know, the stories and how they intertwined and how so, I was able to. So Crash is one of those movies. I think it won the Oscar that year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fine. It, yeah. It's hard for me to understand. I, I get why you like it and I kind of like it too, but when you throw it in the, the ring with all the other. Yeah. Oscar right. Winners, I mean, we, we, we have, you know, that's why I didn't make the top 10. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. I'm not criticizing. It's a good movie for yeah. sure. In uh, my opinion. Big fish, uh, was awesome. Hugh McGregor uh, was just the way that the story was told again was amazing. Um, Avatar. Avatar. Yeah. I thought was the devil deserves his due. You know, when I watched it, it it was was, the first time was in 3d and it was one of the first 3d movies that was incredible. I've never seen any 3d movie that, that just really made it feel like you that first scene when he's floating in the spaceship, he wakes up, out of stasis and he's floating to his next pod. It's mm-hmm. just, you, you were in the room. That's, a he was very, floating that's towards actually a pretty, you. that's a pretty good movie. Really. Yeah. And it was a yeah. great movie. I mean, it's a rip off of uh, dances with wolves, but <laughs> right. <laughs> and then uh, I just kind of want to mention to actually two other films. Um, one uh, is one that uh, is white men can't jump. Okay. Yeah. Good movie. And then uh, pay it forward. Never saw it. It's, it's good. Kevin Spacey. Oh, well, then it's on the list. Yeah. It's good. Cool. I've got Joe versus a Volcano. Of course. And we talked about this. We had certain movies that we'd always take to Mexico with the kids. Oh, yeah. You know, and and uh, Captain Ron. <laughs> yeah. Um, overboard. I'm, I'm picking up on a theme here, by the way. Yeah. So there was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of those movies. You know, they're just, there's so much out there that you know, you watch that, that are enjoyable. And, you know, like Adam was saying earlier, you know, when they're on, you just can't go past them. You, you've got to put it on. Yep. It's such a hard thing. You, you talked about it earlier with, I do know a little bit, a little bit, and I, I will stress that a tiny, tiny bit about how to make a movie. And it's so difficult and how to write a good script even is really insanely tough. And then to take that good script and make it into a good movie is, I mean, the odds are just so against you. It's like, it's like your high school buddy making it to the NFL. It, the odds are about that, that, yeah, you know, your, your buddy who's good at basketball or, or football making it to the pros is, it's not going to happen. Yeah. There's, there's so many pieces involved. And there are, and some of them have nothing to do with whether or not it's good. Yeah, that's and that's where the variables come in. Anyway, it's it's a tough situation, and any movie that ends up on any list has one. You know what I mean? It's oh, absolutely. Even if it's Grandma's Boy, which is a pretty funny movie. <laughs> so, I uh, a couple other ones. I uh, Bridesmaids. I like Trainwreck. These are more recent. These are funny movies. Uh, Major League didn't get brought up. Major League. Well. Okay, it, which it wouldn't on a list like no this, major I major league. Oh, and plus it had a sequel. One of yeah, yeah, right. So one of the ones that that I would put 
on this that almost made it was Bull Durham. Yeah. Nuke Lelouch. And the interesting thing in Major League, and the thing about sports movies is that you have people that are athletes. And with Bull Durham, Kevin Costner is an athlete. Yeah, he is. Okay. Tim Robbins is not. No, He's he... Nuke Lelouch that supposedly is throwing 100 miles an hour. And he looks like he couldn't break a pane of glass when he throws the ball. Now, yeah. one of the other ones, Major League, we, I think we mentioned earlier, Tom Berenger is horrible. He's Terrible. He, yeah. I mean, he's, he, he's no athlete. So you're talking about the roommate switch. Well, exactly. <laughs> you know, so you, you, you get rid of Tom Berenger and you get rid of, of Nuke Lelouch. Yeah. And, you know, you, you throw in. You have Costner and Sheen for both movies. Yeah. Charlie Sheen, who obviously can, can throw the ball. Yeah. At least he looked natural in his delivery. Right. But you look at certain players, you know, people that are trying to be athletes yep. that just don't fit. And, you know, again, I've got so many. I have Bull Durham in my sports, Field of Dreams, Miracle, Hoosiers, Rudy, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, you just you throw out so many movies that, that you just really enjoy. Yeah. So we're going to call this an episode. I think that uh, we've, we've touched on quite a bit. I would say so. Yep. Definitely. And uh, so that's it. Thanks, Joe, for coming out again oh, tonight. I loved it. This is my favorite by and, far. And again, by you oh, know, yeah. this is just one in a multitude of episodes we're going to do about movies Yay. and entertainment. Absolutely. Because, we, you know, well, obviously we're, we're going to touch on all of the stuff that we pulled out, which is the, the multiple movie franchise. All the different categories that have, were mentioned today. I mean, that's a natural you know, go to for the next round is right. We're going to, we're going to start talking about, you know, okay, how are we going to, you know, how are we going to put those together? Cause you've got, <clears throat> you've got the Godfather against the Marvel movies. Right. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but really, you know, and then you've got star Wars. So none of them are really great movies, but together. Yeah. How can you miss it? Yeah. Getting you know, Lord the of the Rings, Hobbit, Matrix, uh, alien, diehard, Star Trek, Terminator, dumb and dumber. The Bourne movies, Raiders, which yeah. was on my original list. Raiders of the Lost Ark was one of those movies that, again, I'm really critical about things if it doesn't make sense. And there's no movie that you can't be critical about more than Raiders. I mean, he's he's on a... That's a perfect movie. Well, he he's on a submarine and he goes for like 1,200 miles, you know? Okay. Well, that day. Yeah. <laughs> No, so, but it works. It, knows, it does. At no time during that movie did yeah. I did I question it. You were never bumped by anything. Absolutely, yeah. and and that's saying something because right. I normally get bumped in most movies. Right. It's easy if to don't do. Give me time to think about it. Easy then. to do with you. Yeah. So, all right. So once again, thanks, Joe. Yep. And Adam, you were the best. Appreciate it. And uh, we had a lot of fun tonight. Yeah, and again, did. this is going to be a little bit longer than you're used to, but it's not a Wagner episode. Nope. Yeah, I appreciate you guys sticking around. And that's a good thing. All right. All right. More perspectives later. Who are the good ones? The good ones of today. Point them out to me so I can come and join their rate. We'll walk around this land with open hands looking for change. We'll want to understand this progression we have at hand. Humanity is killing wheat, for this we will not stand I say let's progress in good contest Make conference then love our best Our onslaught of love will be at an all-time high Crashing like waves on some ponderosa pines Our love that makes no sense We who spend love at no 
expense We are a force of passion Creating a new faction Taking action Working hard Just for the satisfactions With the abilities To shine so bright That others wanna fight Because our light is in their eyes